Later, she would blame the whole thing on the cupcakes. Riley glanced through the sparkling window panes of the hand-stained sliding French panel doors to the extended multi-level tigerwood deck, complete with stargazer pergola and red cedar soaking tub, straight into a pair of familiar, sober brown eyes. I know that look, she called out, loud enough so he could hear her through the thermal double-paned glass. Don't mock, I can too do this. She turned her attention forward again and stared at the electronic panel of the Jogmaster 3000. I mean, how hard could it be? A rhetorical question, of course. Anyone, probably even the sunbathing mastiff, could figure out how to push a few buttons and oof. The belt started moving under her feet, really fast. Really, really fast. Oh, crap! She grabbed the padded sidebars, an instinctive move purely intended to keep from face-planting on high-speed rubber with little actual athleticism involved. Okay, not a drop of it. But if she could keep pace long enough to get her balance, she could relax the death grip of just one of her hands and smack... Press. She meant press the electronic panel of buttons on this very, very expensive piece of leased equipment, at which point her ill-advised, unfortunate little adventure would end well. Or at least without the local EMTs being called, or a lengthy hospital stay. She was way too busy for stitches. Yeah, she gasped. Piece of cake. She managed to smirk at the irony of that particular phrase, but quickly turned to full panic mode as she realized she wasn't exactly gaining ground. Rapidly losing it, in fact, along with what little breath she had. Crap, 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 she panted in rhythm with her running steps. It had only been a few minutes. Three minutes and 44 seconds, according to the oh-so-helpful digital display, and she was already perspiring. Okay, okay, sweating. She just wasn't sure if it was from the actual exertion or the abject anxiety that she wasn't going to get out of this latest catastrophe in one piece. Where were those big, strong Steinway delivery men when you needed them anyway? Surely they could race right in and save her, in blazingly heroic stud monkey fashion. And she'd let them, too. Just because she prided herself on her total I-am-woman-independence thing, A.J., after Jeremy, didn't mean she wasn't above a little Rapunzel fantasy now and again. She'd been awaiting delivery of the elegant baby grand for over an hour. So technically, it was all their fault. The baby grand in question was the final component, and the pièce de résistance of this particular staging event. With every other remaining detail attended to, she'd foolishly given in to the urge to run a test check. All right, play, with some of the toys she'd had installed. Once again... She had managed to get herself into a bit of a pickle. Enough with the food analogies, Riles. Eight minutes, 23 seconds, at a dead run. The only way she could have ever pulled that off was if she were being chased by zombies with machetes, and the world as she knew it would end if she didn't get to the edge of the dark, scary forest in time. Instead, all she had was her mastiff and his baleful stare, not exactly adrenaline-inducing. Ten minutes, thirteen seconds. She was well past sweating and deep into red-faced overexertion. 
She glared back at Brutus, who kept faithful watch, but otherwise appeared unconcerned with his mistress's current distress. No gravy on your kibble tonight, she called out. Well, in her mind, she called out. She was so winded it was all she could do to think the words. But her expression hopefully conveyed the message to her mutant 150-pound dog, who looked completely unmoved by her menacing glare. He knew she was a pushover. She'd taken him in as a rescue, hadn't she? The sweet sound of the cascading entrance chimes echoed through the room, indicating the delivery men had, indeed, finally arrived.